You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to your Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. BYU football officially reveals their 2022 schedule. No surprises in terms of the overall opponents, but some surprises with regards to some weekday games for the Cougars. We'll talk about that. We'll also preview the NIT showdown tonight. Long Beach State coming to the Marriott Center to face off against the Cougars in the first round of the National Invitational Tournament. We'll get to that. And of course, catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. So a lot to get to ahead on today's show. And let's waste no more time and get right to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 16th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are the only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. A saying I have used in the past, I'm trying to get back to using it, is my goal with this podcast is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in any room that you happen to step into. So that is the goal here, to make you guys guys, those brilliant BYU fans who people are just astounded saying, how does this guy know so much about the Cougars? Well, we're your little secret. We'd love for you guys to share that podcast and that knowledge with your friends and family as well. Appreciate all of your support of the podcast. As always, as I mentioned, we love being your guys' first listen of the day. If you have not done so already, another quick request, please leave us a rating or review. Love hearing from you guys what you like about the show and obviously those five-star ratings, especially on Apple Podcasts. They are critical to our continued success and building out this audience. All right, let's get going on today's show. And a word uh, about what I had planned originally going into today. I promised you guys on yesterday's podcast, you're going to hear from Chase Roberts, BYU wide receiver. Well, on Monday night, when I was talking with some BYU officials, sports information uh, folks, I asked them, hey, have you guys officially revealed your 2022 schedule? And one of them gave me like this wry smile and said, no, not yet, but it's coming soon. Well, little did I know that Tuesday morning that was officially going to come. So maybe call it a premonition I had. I don't know. But regardless, we're going to talk about the schedule. Not anything super out of this world with regards to this, but it is the final non, I guess, uh, Big 12 schedule that BYU will ever play, or at least in theory. Uh, they are obviously going to be members of the Big 12 Conference. They will be an independent for this past for this coming season will be the last one ever. It's crazy to think about it going 12 plus years as an independent, but this is the final independent schedule. And I think it's a stout schedule all the way around. The biggest noteworthy items on this are that there are two weekday games for BYU. Those two weekday games are going to be a Thursday matchup against Utah state on September, September 29th. That game originally was contracted for September or 30th, a Friday ahead of LDS general conference. But apparently it moved it up a day. It comes just five days after a home game against Wyoming. You would think that Wyoming should be in very much rebuild mode, so you should be able to win that. Utah State's going to be a tough opponent. I think that Blake Anderson's doing some good things up there in Logan. I think it's actually going to be a tricky opponent for BYU, especially on a short.
short week. The other weekday game is the East Carolina game that is going to be on Friday, October 28th against the Pirates as they come to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So the good news is, in terms of those short weeks, you will be at home. The other teams have to travel on the short week. Utah State has to make the drive from Logan. East Carolina is going to come all the way from the East Coast. So those two should be an advantage for you guys. Outside of that, as it currently stands, the other 10 games for BYU are on Saturdays. Obviously, TV partners could necessitate a change on that. Games like Boise State, which is scheduled for Saturday on November 5th, that game has been moved to Fridays and Thursdays in the past. It wouldn't surprise me that something like USF gets changed potentially to maybe a Friday night for a national TV game as BYU opens their season down there in Tampa, Florida. But regardless... The good news is I think it's a very stout schedule. As BYU points out, the 12-game schedule features a lineup that includes nine teams that qualified for a bowl game last year, including two that were New Year's Six games, and five of those programs finished the year in the final top 25 rankings. So this is a very, very good schedule for BYU, but also sets up pretty advantageously for BYU, in my opinion. Let me explain. You start off the year at USF, and USF was a tricky opponent for BYU last year. We all watched that game, and what the Bulls did in Provo was a bit surprising. Well, BYU has all offseason to get ready for that game. You'd figure they go to Tampa and win that game. Then you've got a little bit of uh, revenge on your mind as Baylor comes to Provo on Saturday, September 10th for your home opener. You obviously want to get some payback for last year and hopefully win that one. The trickiest, I think, two-game setup, in my opinion, well, I guess there's a tie, is the next game after that. You go to Oregon on Saturday, September 17th, playing those back-to-back Power 5 opponents, both of which have had very good teams in the recent past, will be tricky. As already mentioned, Wyoming, Utah State is that. And then you have uh, 10 days off to get ready for Notre Dame, that showdown down there in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. I was down in Las Vegas for over a week covering conference tournament games. I can tell you this much. Allegiant Stadium is making a big deal of the Shamrock Series for Notre Dame with nary a mention of BYU. A bit surprising, honestly. There's no BYU in there. And then you follow that up a week later with a home game against nationally ranked Arkansas. So the Notre Dame to Arkansas transition as well as the Baylor-Oregon transition are your two toughest stretches, I feel like. Then you finish the season. You go to Liberty, home to East Carolina, at Boise State, home to Utah Tech. Oh, by the way, your bye week once again for the second straight year is after 10 straight weeks of football. BYU has been talking about building their depth. Well, they're going to test it severely once again this season with 10 straight weeks of football. You can remember last season how much needed BYU needed a bye week somewhere in the middle of October. I had sincere hopes that the East Carolina game would be played in November and allow BYU to have that bye week in late October. It would have been after what? That's seven weeks, excuse me, eight weeks. That's much better than 10 weeks, but nonetheless, as it stands, BYU will play 10 straight weeks without a bye week and then they'll finish off the season with their senior day against the new Utah Tech Trailblazers, formerly Dixie State. That name change takes place officially this summer and then you go to to Stanford for your regular season finale. So I think it's a very stout schedule for BYU, but I do think BYU has a very, very good chance of putting up a pretty gaudy record against this opposition. I truly believe that. I am bullish on this team, especially on offense. I know the defense might still be a work in progress uh, for BYU in terms of just being what you hope it could be and what it could be maybe late in the season. But I think the offense for BYU is going to be absolutely electric. I think that they have got all kinds of personnel back. Their ability to confuse opponents, really use formations 
the motion, all the different things that they've used in the past to their advantage. And by the way, having an established starter at quarterback, it's a big advantage for BYU. Their history suggests when you have a returning starter at quarterback, BYU is actually a very, very dangerous team. And that's what they got with Jaron Hall back in the fold. So I think the overall schedule lays out pretty good. I think that nine wins should be probably the target number for BYU. Ten plus, I always think, is house money, and you're uh, really feeling good about yourself with a double-digit win season. You have three straight double-digit win seasons going into the Big 12. Well, you're going to be talked a lot about when it comes to going into the Big 12 and competing right away. That is BYU's goal at this point, is when they hit the Big 12, to be a team that is a force to be reckoned with. You don't want to go in there expecting to be like, well, maybe if we can break 500. No, that's not what it's going to be. You need to go into the Big 12 and compete right away. I'm not saying you need to go win and win the division, however they end up laying out in your first year in the Big 12, but I do expect BYU to go in there and absolutely be a player when Big 12 play starts. I I truly expect that. That's what I think this season, and obviously throughout the upcoming off-season's this year and next year, it's all geared towards being ready for Big 12 play. That is your stated goal, and that is what you need to take care of when it comes to BYU football. The biggest thing right now is you have this runway to get yourself ready. Kalani Satake went through the transition that Utah had going into the Pac-12. They did not have the multiple years of knowing they were going to the Big 12, and in this case for Utah, the Pac-12, to get themselves ready for it. They have that now with BYU and having multiple years to get themselves ready for Big 12 play. I think it is going to be an advantage, and I do think the way that BYU is trending right now, they are going to be a player when it comes to Big 12 play. This is not the Utah that goes in, has a bit of a surprise first season, then has back-to-back five and seven years. I don't think that is what BYU's trajectory is early on in the Big 12. I believe this is at minimum, at minimum, a bowl-eligible team, and I mean bowl-eligible by the fact that seven or eight wins annually. I think that is what BYU is capable of doing right away in the Big 12 conference. I could be severely wrong about that, but that is what I envision happening for the Cougars when they join the Power 5 ranks. And we'll soon find out, but looking forward, obviously to the upcoming season. Uh, As we have typically done, we are going to do a countdown 100 days out this year and the countdown to BYU football. I've already talked about uh, the fact that next year, so a year from now when we do this countdown, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to count down and recap every single game in BYU Independent Era. We're going to go game by game. There's over 100 of them. I think there's like 120, 104. I don't know how many there are. But you know what? That's what we're going to do for our countdown leading into Big 12 play. We'll recap the entire Independent Era. This year, I don't know what we're going to count down. Do you want me to do a player number countdown? We've done that in the past. We did the 100 seasons of BYU football last year. I just don't really have a good idea for that. If you have a good idea for it, feel free to reach out. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, or reach out to me on my own personal Twitter feed, Jacob C. Hatch. We'd love to hear from you guys and love your suggestions on what we should do for this countdown. Obviously, we should try and do it 100 days out, but we can extend it out a little bit if we need to. Just need to get started on that pretty quick here. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip over to basketball. Big showdown tonight at the Marriott Center. It is the NIT first-round matchup. BYU taking on Big West foe, Long Beach State. Dan Monson, yes, the Gonzaga legend himself. He's been at Long Beach State for quite some time now. He brings his team to the Marriott Center. What to expect from this matchup and what to expect from BYU? We'll get to all of that here in mere moments. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. I am a huge fan of March Madness, and I, of course, love filling out my bracket. I 
I think I've got it set. I may fiddle with it a little bit more, but I cannot remember really the last time I've gone deep into one of the pools I compete in or even won any money, but I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid format between both fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you, the consumer. Start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props to win. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to the Pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. You get to go and set the lineup yourself. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will also have you playing in literally minutes, and this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at Stat Hero dot com slash locked on and while you're there use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match that is stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for a 100% match once again stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on terms and conditions apply Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is also brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company. They're the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had, and I mean that sincerely. I'll use that pun, bar none. They are the best, and I can tell you guys from experience that I have had thousands of protein bars in my life, and nothing compares to a Built Bar. The best part is they've got their traditional Built Bars that are chock full of protein. They also have their Built Puffs, and what they are is they are protein-infused marshmallow-type bar absolutely incredible. One of my favorite flavors of all of the Built Bars is the Banana Cream Puff. If you guys have not given this a shot, I would encourage you to do so. Get to Built.com right now and place your order there. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Save some money, enjoy the best tasting protein bars, and more importantly, support BYU football via their name, image, and likeness agreement they have with the BYU football program. You do that by supporting our friends at Built Bars. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate your guys' patronage of this show. Want to encourage you guys, if you've not checked it out already, to check out the Bracket Breakdown show. It's got the inside edge to help you guys when it comes to filling out your brackets. Obviously, you want to get those in ASAP. We have our contest ongoing with RunYourPool.com. Go to RunYourPool.com slash Locked On. Enter to win a cash prize if you win the bracket challenge there. And if you want that insight on helping you guys fill out those brackets, get to our Bracket Breakdown right here on this podcast feed, but it's also available everywhere on the Locked On Podcast Network. They did a really good job breaking everything down and hoping to give you guys a little bit of an extra insight as to go as to how to fill out your bracket, some of the upset picks, that type of stuff. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, continuing on with the basketball theme, BYU Hoops, the men's team is in action this evening. They are hosting Long Beach State at the Marriott Center. Big opportunity for BYU. I look forward to this matchup because I think it's going to tell us a lot about the psyche of this BYU men's basketball team. Are they just playing out the string and going to let the Long Beach State Beach, by the way? I said 49ers yesterday. They used to be the 49ers, I'm pretty sure, but some of you reached out and said, Jake, they're no longer the 49ers. I know their baseball team is the Dirtbags, which, by the way, might be the best nickname in all of college sports. There's a lot of good ones out there, but the Long Beach Dirtbags, that is an elite nickname. But they're the Long Beach Beach and Long Beach State Beach, and I... 
Okay, whatever. Do your thing. But Dan Monson, yes, the former Gonzaga coach who made way for Mark Few to have his legendary two-decade-plus run now up there in Spokane, he has been at Long Beach State for 15 years, has a very, very good team coming into Provo. Long Beach State was picked eighth in the preseason media poll, if I'm not mistaken, in the Big West Conference. They went on to win the regular season title and ultimately fell to Cal State Fullerton in the Big West uh, Tournament Championship to lose out on their bid to go to March Madness. So, I think this is a battle of wheels. Both of these teams hope to go to the big dance, obviously met with some disappointment in not making it into March Madness, but I think which team has more motivation in tonight's game will be the ultimate victor. BYU, obviously, is dealing with numerous injuries, and we all know that. It's actually a big reason why I think many of us can point to why BYU did not make March Madness. Those big men, Steve Cleveland was on with DJ and PK, the show I work on every single day. Earlier this week, and said, if you had both of the big men that BYU lost, he feels like they would have won maybe five or six more games would absolutely be in the NCAA tournament. That's Steve Cleveland, a former BYU coach, saying that. So you look at tonight's game, and it's all a matter of which team shows up more motivated and ready to go. 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN+. Plus. Obviously, Greg Rebell will have a call on the BYU Sports Network if you want to listen to it that way. This is an interesting matchup because Long Beach State has got some talent, folks, and they don't go 20-12 and 12 without having some talent. Obviously, the Big West is not the same caliber as the West Coast Conference, but when you win the regular season title in a conference, you know you got a pretty good team. They are led by Joel Murray's 16.5 points on the season. Colin Slater, his backcourt running mate, averages 14.4 points. So he's got a high-powered backcourt, averaging over 30 points combined. Uh, Jaden Jones is also averaging 10.5 points, but we are going to have the Battle of the Freshman Triores. I saw this from Gregor Bell yesterday, and I did some research on it. You have a Bubakar Triore, who is from Cote d'Ivoire uh, in Africa, taking on our own Fus Triore. Fuseni Triore, obviously from the nation of Mali, both of them in West Central Africa. A big matchup between these two. As I mentioned, both of them are freshmen. Abubakar Traore is averaging 8.3 points per game, as well as leading the beach with 8.1 rebounds. By the way, saying the beach is your nickname, that's just whatever. Do your thing. But just sounds weird to me. Anyways, but Abubakar Traore is going to be an interesting matchup for BYU because he's got a lot of similar statistics to Foose Traore. He is not as big as Foose, but I think this is an intriguing matchup. Let's see. Abubakar, what do they list him at? They list him as a guard, funny enough. So he is not necessarily the same size as Foose, but I think BYU, guys like Alex Barcelo, T. John Lucas, they have to show up and show that they are motivated to play here. If BYU shows up and gets through this game, which I actually believe in the NIT, the first game is the hardest game to get through. We saw Utah State last night hosting Oregon get absolutely blitzed, and Utah State, for large portions of that game, looked disinterested. That is the biggest thing in these first games of the NIT, in my short experience watching this, is when you have a team that is able to get through the first game and realize, you know what? We're playing hoops. We're playing for something here. All of a sudden, I think it can ignite a fire in the team and get them back on a roll. And obviously, in this circumstance, you're trying to get to Madison Square Garden for the semifinals and the final of the NIT. So, the biggest goal I think for BYU tonight is to show up motivated, get through this game. Obviously, uh, a Big West squad, you would think, okay, we should have the advantage in this. But Long Beach State has got talent. And they're going to come in, I think, highly motivated to go out and show what they can do as well. Dan Monson has had a long, lengthy career. He's won 400 games as a head coach in the college ranks. He had that two-year 
spectacular run in the late 90s at Gonzaga. Went to Minnesota for about eight or nine years, if I recall correctly. Did not go all that well. And then he's been at Long Beach State for the past 15 years. He is a proven coach. He's now 60 years old, which is crazy to think about. I remember Gus Johnson saying, the slipper still fits when they won. Was it Florida in the Sweet 16 in 99? Yeah, that's what it was. It was Florida in 1999. Just what he's accomplished in his career, he is going to have a good team coming in here. And BYU is going to have to grind their way through this one. Like I said, if BYU gets through this, I actually think it could ignite them and say, hey, we're playing for something here. Let's get going. And that is what I sincerely hope. But at the same time, you also have to be wary of BYU showing up and saying, you know what? It's been a long season. We're just going to play out the string here. And Long Beach State comes in and puts a couple runs on BYU. And suddenly the season's over just like that. That is what you have to avoid. So... I look at this matchup, I think BYU should be able to win it, but you have to be wary of just that overall complacency of not uh, of not making the big dance. It is disappointing. I'm watching the first four as I'm recording this podcast, Indiana and Wyoming. They're going toe-to-toe with one another. We talked Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi absolutely duking it out earlier on. I get when you don't make the tournament you obviously want to make, which is the NCAA men's basketball tournament, there is a disappointment factor in all that. But I think the biggest thing for BYU is to believe in their ability to put a bow on this season, albeit that so-called runner-up bow, if you can have a nice run here in the NIT. But tonight, I think, will tell us a lot. If BYU finds themselves in a dogfight and finds a way to fight through it, I actually think it is going to be easier for them in the second round matchup than it will be in tonight's game. But once again, 7 o'clock tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. It's a streaming service. If you don't already subscribe to it, I would encourage you to do it. It's 5 bucks a month. Uh, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can bundle it with, uh, I think, a Hulu uh, subscription as well for like $13.99. It's actually in terms of the streaming services. And by the way, I stream almost everything that I have. I don't have a traditional... Uh, TV cable package. I can tell you the best bundle for the money is the Disney Plus ESPN Plus Hulu uh, bundle. It just the money on it, it, it's unparalleled. So subscribe to it. That's the way to watch it tonight. Or you can listen to it on the BYU Sports Network. And of course, we'll recap that for you guys on tomorrow's show as well. All right, coming up here in a moment, we'll catch up on everything else that happened here on Tuesday. BYU baseball and softball putting up big numbers when it comes to their opening games. I guess not for baseball, it's not the opening game, but the home opener for BYU softball. They absolutely obliterated Maine. We'll get to that. We also need to talk about Alex Barcelo and an award that he received yesterday as well. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Cougars is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models in all vehicles, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning about your vehicle while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand or brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and also in your pocket. And by the way, they've got access to every manufacturer under the sun. Save time and money when you Using our friends at Rock Auto, why would you willingly choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For an example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. It's $140 difference. Rock Auto is a family business, been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years as well. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they've got everything you could ever need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, 
even new carpet and everything in between and beyond that. So go check out their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for all your auto parts needs. That is rockauto.com. Go there and check it out. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV now. Make sure while you're there to write locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Before we go on this Wednesday edition of the podcast, let's catch you guys up on everything else that happened in BYU sports yesterday. Let's start off with BYU basketball. Congratulations to Alex Barcelo. He earned NABC first team all district honors. I believe that he will be up for a number of other postseason awards, but congratulations to him. First team all district is really cool to see. He's joined on the district nine first team by Gonzaga freshman Chet Holmgren and senior Drew Timmy, San Francisco's Jamari Bouye, and UC Irvine's Colin Welp. So really cool to see that. Congratulations to Alex Barcelo. The All-District Honors are voted on by NABC member coaches across NCAA's Division I circumstance, and he is 27th all-time in the all-time scoring list for BYU with 1,282 points, but he does have the record. First in program history in three-point percentage while ranking 7th in three-point makes and 10th in three-point attempts across his career. He was absolutely sensational throughout his time at BYU. What an addition that Mark Pope found in the former Arizona transfer. He has left an indelible mark on the BYU basketball program that will not soon be forgotten and unfortunate it is going to end with him playing in the NIT, but you know what? Go out there and make a run all the same. That is why I sincerely hope tonight starts with BYU and Long Beach State. Now, another action yesterday, BYU softball had their home opener at Gail Miller Field and they made quick work of Maine with a 14 to nothing five-inning victory, absolutely crushing the Black Bears in that home opener. Violet Zavodnik had three runs, three hits, and two RBIs. Brooke Barrington had three runs, two hits, and two RBIs. That last name may sound familiar because she's married to BYU sensational offensive guard Clark Barrington. And then Carly Brown had 4.1 innings pitched, one hit with a 3.29 ERA in the game. So really cool to see that Brooke Barrington did have a triple RBI in the bottom of the third, putting up BYU 8-0. And obviously, if you're up 8 after 5 innings, game over in college softball. And as such, BYU got the win. So congratulations to BYU. They will host Idaho State Thursday at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. That game will be broadcast live on the BYU TV app and BYUtv.org if you want to watch that. And also BYU Baseball made quick work of the University of Utah. It was 8-0 by the 4th, 10-0 by the 7th. Uh, Utah added three runs in, late in the game to lipstick on that pig, but BYU gets the 10-3 victory over Utah. Very good to see that, obviously, opening up in-state play against one of their rivals. And now BYU is headed to Portland for their first West Coast Conference Series this weekend, Thursday through Saturday. They're taking on the Portland Pilots up there in Portland, Oregon. We'll have more details on that as it gets a little bit closer, but Really good to see both BYU softball and baseball having good days out there on the diamond for both of them, albeit men up in Salt Lake City and the women at home. All right, in action today, the NCAA championships and men's and women's swimming and diving begin. Uh, Those are ongoing. Men's tennis hosts the University of Idaho at the indoor tennis courts today at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. As already mentioned, you have the men's basketball team in action against Long Beach State, the beach, on ESPN+. It's 7 o'clock tip-off. BYU 
BYU Radio will also have the call there. So stay tuned for a lot of BYU coverage coming up tomorrow. And tomorrow, barring something unforeseen, we will get to that conversation with Chase Roberts. I think he'll really enjoy it. He is obviously expecting to step in and take on a bigger role with the wide receiver core for BYU. And we'll let you hear that conversation on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Always appreciate your guys' patronage of the show. Now I want to encourage you guys to go check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They bring the draft to life every single day, breaking down prospects. They have mock drafts, how NFL front offices are operating, both from free agency while also preparing for the draft next month. It's a really cool pros- uh, really cool product. Excuse me. You can get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that is going to do it for this Wednesday Hump Day edition of the show. Hope you all are doing fantastic. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast for March 16th. 2022.